Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Tunaris podcast is proudly sponsored by Inline Eco, your trusted partner in asbestos removal and re-roofing services across Ireland. Your peace of mind and safety are our top priorities. For more information, visit inlineeco.ie. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Two Norries podcast. I'm your host, James, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Timmy Long. Hi, everyone. Our today's guest is the CEO of Town Youth Detention Facility, Damien Horan. How are you? I'm good. I'd love to be the CEO. CEO. They, they call me the director of Orbistown on campus, and I'm, I'm delighted to be here, and thanks very much for the, the invitation. I look forward to having a fairly... Uh, Wide range in conversation with yeah. you guys over the next yeah. hour or yeah. so. so like, yeah, sorry. Like, the conversation, like even even just to be sitting here, like I can imagine how many people would be just fascinated. I don't think this has ever been done before for somebody like yeah. with us anyway. For somebody to come on and talk about what it is to be working in, inside in a detention centre for children. I think Town is, is, is a unique facility. It's, it's a national facility, so it looks after all young people in conflict with the law under the age of 18 and a half, 18. So they can be remanded or detained under the age of 18 for, for, for whatever offences, waiting waiting on the finding of guilt or otherwise. Um, we're, we're very fortunate to be located in North County Dublin, which is a, a rural agricultural area. And we're very conscious of, of, of our community and the neighbourhood where we within which we sit. So does it does a does a corporate social responsibility element to that in terms of how we allow the inter the, the young people to interact with the community? And that's done through uh, look at Meals on Wheels and the Senior Citizens Christmas mm-hmm. Party and, and different events throughout the year to support stuff that's going on in the community. Um, how, do, how does one become director mm-hmm. of Town? What, what was your route to that job? Oh my God, it was a very circuitous route, I suppose. Like, um, I suppose I, 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 I've played GAA all my life, you know, played, uh, played Horn of Football with, 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 with a local club called Tools who were, who were also steeped in history and from the north inner city. Um, some of the members of Tools were, were in Crow Park on, on Bloody Sunday and were, oh, were yeah. shot. So it's a really historic club, but. I, I played with that club all my life and, and one, one evening I was out training I just finished college and a guy off the team said to me yeah, you do something with sport don't you and I said yeah I do he says uh, we're looking for a PE teacher where I work and I said where do you work and he said a place called Trinity House School which at the time was the most secure facility for, for young people in conflict with law in Ireland so I sent in a CP did an interview got a job as a PE teacher and I used to cycle out from town, out to, out to, out to Trinity House, took me about an hour, hour and ten minutes, cycle back in the evenings. And those days I was cycling home saying, 
this place is mad. <laughs> what, what are you doing? You're like, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. But you find a rhythm then with the kids and you find an in and you find a niche. And I suppose sport was probably my thing with the kids. You were able to work, work with them through sport and, and get behind some of their, some of the reasons they were, they, they, they were in detention, I suppose. Um, and then I moved into a, a residential social care worker job, which gave me an opportunity to work with a, a smaller group of kids, perhaps, but on, on a more intimate basis and a more intensive basis. That you know, you could you could spend more time with them. You'd have a key child, so you'd be the advocate for that that young person. So you'd be looking after all their needs. You'd be looking after their their placement plans, their education, their care, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. After a while, doing that, then I became a unit manager, became a deputy director, and the last three years, I've become the director of Town Children Detention Campus, which came about as a result of an amalgamation of all the youth detention facilities that were in the country at, at this point. It, it, it goes back to some very forward-thinking people in the 80s and 90s trying to figure out how we're going to look after young people in conflict with the law in a different way other than sending them to prison because up until maybe six, seven, eight years ago, kids our age were sent to St. Pat's, mm. looked after by prison officers in, 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 a prison, in a prison facility. So Town is, is, is completely different to that in terms of what we do with the kids. It's, a, it's completely relationship-based model. We have small family-like units with a maximum of eight kids in each unit and a, and a team of around 15 people to look after them throughout the, the 24 hours. There's a separate night team who look after that and and, and the, the night people who look after them are, are one of the most skilled group of people they ever come across because night time is a very lonely time. It can be a very mm. challenging time for young people who, who might be in detention for the first time mm. or who, who might not be good in the dark and, and, and that's a reality for some yeah. of our kids who might not sleep well. So the skill that the, the guys have at night time in terms of using their, their brain and their tongue is, is really impressive because there's much less people around at night time so they have to have that ability to engage with the kids at night time to manage them. Mm. During the day then, the kids are looked after by residential social care mm. workers, looked after by teachers and, and activity staff. What to, kind of activities do they yeah. have? So, I mean, if, if I'll describe a typical day, perhaps, and that, that'll give you a sense of it, you know. So, all our kids, most of our kids, don't go to school when, when they're outside of Town. When they come to Town, they all go to school. Because, because for me and for, for everybody up there, this reps, represents an opportunity to intensively uh, approach all the deficits that they've had over the last 12 to 13, 14 years. So, we have a a framework that we call KEHOP. So we look after their care needs, education needs, health needs, offending behaviour needs, and preparation for, for for leaving needs. And we do that within this framework we call the placement planning process. Broadly speaking, every six to eight weeks, we'll have a meeting to see if the kids are meeting their milestones. And every stakeholder involved with the young person will be, will be, involved, will, will be involved with that. But a typical day will involve going to school. We have a... We've, we've won the greatest schools in Ireland, I reckon, because yeah. it's <laughs> it's run on a national school curriculum, but delivers everything from leaving cert to junior cert to, to national schools to, to national uh, school uh, curriculum. Mm. And what that does then, it gives us the ability to create an individual education plan. So if you can't come, if you've come in and you can't read or write, we'll manage that. We'll help you to read and write. If you've come in and you're halfway through your junior cert, we'll help you achieve your junior cert. At the minute, the seven or eight lads sitting there leaving cert and junior cert up, up above, mm. and, that, and that's significant. So mm. being able to individualise that plan is really important because everybody learns differently. Everyone learns at a different pace, and they come into us at different places. So to be able to get them to, that, to those state exams is really important. But in between that then, there's other exams like QQI qualifications, FETAC qualifications yeah. that are much tighter 
that don't depend on a on a calendar year. So we're able to get kids a, a lot of qualifications, and it, and and what it really does it contributes to us providing them with opportunities to maximise their potential because we want the kids to leave there with a portfolio of qualifications, mm. experiences, having addressed their offending behaviour through the suite of programmes that we have. And, you know, two or three of the programmes might be for you, two or three might be for you. So we're able to individualise that. So school, yeah. look, school runs from I don't know, half nine to half three. What's your, you know, you've normal prison for men. What's the difference in the structure for, for uh, a, child, a young person? Yeah. What's the difference in the two facilities? Normal prison and Overstown. Okay, so so, so it, what time like throughout the day, what time do they get up? Well, they're, they're, they're out all day. They're, all day. They're, they're out all day. So we've got the school. Not cells or anything like that. We we call them bedrooms. They're, they're individual rooms with ensuite facilities and uh TVs and music and all, all that crack. They're, they're 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 a very high standard because a number of years ago and it's not it's not a million years ago, maybe Maybe twenty years ago, th- there were no toilets in in in, in the bedrooms in, in in where the kids stayed, and you know, one of the crazy things in the world was th- there was a jacks run at eleven o'clock every night. Yeah. You'd have to wait for two staff to let you out of the toilet. So, big sixteen and a half, seventeen year old, you have to gone out to the car or to go to the mm. toilet. Like so, from a dignity and respect perspective, from a safety perspective, from a health perspective, from a fire perspective, all, all those elements were taken into consideration, and and all the new rooms that were built have have these. Uh, yeah, showers and toilets in them, the the TV screens, the the radios, etc. Safety features in it, all all up to a higher standard, which which helps because, like I said, night time is a is a dodgy time. So you have your telly, you have your radio, you have someone yeah. to talk to, and you have a bit of comfort. But but it differs it differs an awful lot from prison because there's no, you know, nine o'clock to three o'clock. You got the skill, come back to the unit, then we'd have a cup of tea and a sandwich or something. Then you go up to activities. So activities is is an after school service that we provide. Broadly speaking, say from four o'clock to seven o'clock, and we try to collaborate as much with school as possible in the activities. So there's a continuity of service there. So if you're if you're at something in school, we might be able to carry it on in the evening activities. But but through that process, we've been able to partner with some industry leaders, like like Java Republic, and create a barista training program for the majority of young people yeah. that go through the place. We partnered with Image Fitness. So lots of the kids go through the places as as, as as physical fitness instructors, yeah. and that's creating opportunities and pathways into employment, into maximising their potential. The the exhibition with Emma last year through through Goshka was was a significant piece of work, and uh, you know, like we've 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 looked at the shaky bridge there. We've brought you down yeah, yeah. there. The, the shaky well, bridge. Yeah. Thank you. But there's there's one other spectacular piece in in, in the. In the collection, I suppose, and it's probably my favourite. It's a, it, it's a guy who, 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 and just in, in the exhibition, there was these little pen pictures, you know, in the exhibition, and it says, uh, when I came into Town, I couldn't read or write, I couldn't find my way, couldn't do that, very dark place. But by being able to work in Town, I learned to read and write, I learned to develop, blah, 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 blah. And it's a very powerful message. Mm. But his painting is pulling back a, a grey corn to reveal colour, to reveal... You know, respect, dignity, words. It's very Banksy-like, and it, 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 you know, it was it was a significant piece of art. So he, in in Irish town, he, he did exams, he did qualifications, he 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 worked up in the kitchen, you know, in, in the catering department. Lovely uncle, great bit of stuff. About six or eight weeks ago, at nineteen years of age, he was knocked down by a bus and killed. Oh fuck! And and you have to wonder. <laughs> Yeah. What 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 what's what, the purpose like? Like mm-hmm. you know, he, he left. Mm-hmm. He, he was just getting married shortly. 
and, and, and just taking away like that. And his, the picture is, is usually impactful. So, I mean, so that's in, in the activities piece, mm. we try and prepare them for life after always telling like, them. Yeah. Skills, training, I call it vocational training. They tell me I'm, it's an old fashioned phrase, but I know what I mean by it, that, you know, woodwork, carpentry, mm. metalwork. And so that collaboration that goes on between the school and between the activities is significant. What about um, what about uh, a lot of these kids are traumatized? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, it's grand having school. Yeah, great. Yeah, but what's what do you do? So, so we we have a outside of that. We, we have a, an on-site acts team, uh, yeah. assessment, consultation, therapeutic services team. We have an, an on-site FCAMS team okay. who, who work in conjunction with our care staff um, and, and our key workers in a multidisciplinary team approach to try and get behind the behaviour mm. and really understand what's causing the kids to behave the way they do and put, put plans in place under a key hub framework in that placement planning process. And then we have a, a head of programmes who delivers a suite of programmes. We've maybe 15 or 20 programmes there that, that kids can access, like uh, victim empathy, like uh, mm. lads, dads, dads for lads, all, all the different elements that be really important in terms of getting that uh, holistic approach, mm. not just trying to deal with one element of, mm. of somebody's behaviour, one element of somebody's um, character. We try to look at it from, from, from a very rounded picture and create a, a more rounded young person who can live and contribute to society. Yeah. So that, that that's what how, how we try. Do you have drug counsellors and psychologists and stuff working yeah, we, in, we, within we, there we as well? we have access to that. See, the, the drug counselling, like, lots of our kids will come in, I, I'm going to say maybe, maybe 70-80% of, kid, of our kids are, are recreational drug users. Mm. In, in, in all At my that time, stage, yeah. In all my time, I've come across very few addicts. Yeah. That, that, that they'd are, be a bit young. Yeah, they're mm. out a bit of this, they're out a bit of that. Now, I know you're Shawnee Kinsley here a couple of weeks did, ago. Yeah. But Shawnee, I worked with Shawnee maybe 30 years ago and he came out to see us about, 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 about three months ago, you know, and... It's always an anxious time when you mm. when you when you when you meet up with someone you know after they travel their journey and all. And so I, I met him down in the cup of tea room up up on the the top floor you know and uh, straight away there was a big hug. Damien, where's all your black hair gone? He <laughs> and he've none. <laughs> I said, black hair. Like, so like to, to see young fellas grow and come yeah, back yeah. and come come out like that is really important Actually, because some of the some of the work that we do doesn't land. Yeah. And doesn't doesn't really sit until they're older because us men, believe it or not, we mature much slower than ladies. Yeah. 100%. So the messaging, the, the messaging where they live, and the education, the qualifications, the the relationships, the how to do stuff is really important. But some of that takes a little while to land. Mm. One of the key features of Town, and it's it's called out in our strategy twenty two to twenty six. Uh, goal number one the, the, the kids are at the front and centre of what we do in terms of rights based participative approach we have a huge participation participation uh, approach up there that it's it, for me it's like a customer feedback if that makes sense we're just we're just wrapping up a review of a participation strategy at the minute um, Anne O'Donnell and Laura Lundy one of the one of the biggest uh, experts in this field has, has helped the campus work with this We've campus councils. We have kids on interviews for senior managers. So when I was interviewed for the, the director's job, I was interviewed by two guys, one from Limerick and one from Dublin, <clears throat> and they grilled me. And they, they, the, the, the questions were very astute, you know, and if I gave them the answers that they wanted, I wouldn't have got the job. Yeah. I gave them the answers that they didn't want, and it meant actually he, you know, there's something there, there's a bit of steel there. He's not just yeah, yeah, saying yeah. yeah for the sake of it, because... Mm-hmm. 
what, what might be the easy answer yeah. is not necessarily the right answer. Yeah. So the participation piece and the kids being involved in everything we do allows us shape some of the programs yeah. and some of the activity on campus. So you mentioned Shiny. Shiny. Yeah. You mentioned yeah. Shiny there yeah. when Shiny spoke to us no, 30 years ago. Yeah. It was a long time ago. But he had an awful time of it in Trinity Court yeah. or Trinity yeah. House yeah. with bullying and stuff like that. And yeah. like, listen, listen yeah. kids are immature. This, these things yeah. happen. But how do you manage the difficult side? If you have, as Timmy said, a lot of traumatised young yeah. people in together there's going yeah. to be issues like how do you manage that and you know in a regular in a regular detention facility yeah. you have sex offenders or people that yeah. commit crimes against children and women yeah. have to be separated yeah. how do you manage that so we we, we, we don't categorise you know part of our responsibility is, is to accept the kids as they come in is to be non-judgmental and is to help them become self-determined you know as part of the process so we, we don't segregate but what we do with the key workers, with the key hub framework and with the individual placement plans. So Damien Hernan would have an individual placement plan to say, these are his assessed needs, this isn't what needs to happen, and all the services that we need, we bring them in as in, in so far as possible. Now, notwithstanding that, there are some challenges getting different services involved. Mm-hmm. In, in, out, in the, out in the community, sometimes it's very hard to access the services, but we're fortunate that we have an AX team on site, an FCAMS on site, so there's a multidisciplinary team approach yeah. to try and, you know, create a better space for that young, young person. Um, How many people are inside in the centre at one time then? So we, we've a maximum capacity of 46, 46. minutes, so 40 lads and, and six six girls. Do they mix? Um, they, they, they'd mix in school and they'd mix in activities and stuff like that, but they, they'd have separate units. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, we, we have six units fully operational now. Um, and like I said, a maximum of eight beds in each unit. Yeah. So they're not like protection landing? Nah. There's no need? Nah. We we, we, we we try and resolve stuff in a, in a restorative way. Yeah. We try and uh, have conversations. We, we You know, we, you might have to have a, a young lad from time to time on, a, on what we'd call an individual recovery plan. He'll be going through a bit of a difficult time, might be getting targeted mm. by others or might be targeting others. But we have to work it out, lads. Yeah. Yeah. There's no protection. There's no... What, what, there's would, no... what would the difference be for somebody going to Oberstown to say St. Pat's? Yeah. What's the difference? Like they're the same age. Is it the crime? Well, it's gone. It's gone. That's what the progression unit is now. Right. So that's so that part and parcel of what Albertstown has done has allowed Pats is completely gone. Has allowed St. Pat's close. So anyone between the age of and the legislation says twelve to eighteen who commits an offence now will end up in Albertstown. But typically the kids are sixteen, seventeen. You get a couple of outliers, but so there's there's no one in Pats anymore. That's the progression unit now. It's the progression mm. unit in Mount Joy, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I've, I've been in it a couple of times. I've been yeah. in it. We were up there ourselves there. if you yeah. want to. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but it's it was not there. for the Pats was yeah. not even growing yeah, up as kids or something. Like, look, there's, there's, there's reports being written yeah. over the years about Pats. There was no Pats. place for a kid. But it had to be closed. Yeah. I, I can remember going in to see kids in there in, in the green overalls with a bit of yellow on them and like like shells of of of, of young fellas, you know. And so the noise, the intimidation, yeah. the fear they must have felt. Yeah. So it's a we we it's a different model. It's a, it's a niche type uh, approach, if you want. Um, working with young people isn't everybody's cup of tea because, mm-hmm. like I said, they're a little bit more immature. They're a little bit mm-hmm. more challenging from time to time. And the ego starting to develop at that age as well. Of course. But yeah. the, but we we a very skilled workforce, you know, who who who've been at this a long time, like. Yeah. The, the retention rates in, on, on the campus for, for staff, we've, we've staff working there 20 years, 30 years, mm. who, who've built a bank of knowledge 
and who and that knowledge is always supplemented because we, we've we've ongoing training, you know, and yeah. there's mandatory training, there's overtime mandatory training, there's nice to have training, mm. and we deliver that to the best of our ability just to keep people on 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 on, on point because goal number two in the strategy is around our staff developing leadership, learning, and resilience. Because in order to work in our game, you've got to be resilient. Yeah. You've got to be a leader because you've got to step up sometimes and you've got to keep learning. Because mm-hmm. if, if, you, if, if we did what we did 50 years ago with kids, we'd be shooting ourselves in the foot. No, there might be yeah. people know that maybe um, they might be victims of crime yeah. or uh, they might not be as compassionate or empathetic as me yeah. and Timmy towards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you explain why the approach that you have is like you provide all these services in a safe place yeah. why that's better for them than prison like St. Patrick's yeah so look I'm a father there's other fathers in this room there's other parents in this room uh, put yourself in someone else's put yourself in a, in a young person's shoes try, try and experience from their side what's like give them the opportunity we have a responsibility to, to give kids an opportunity because Perhaps they've been failed by, by services, by the state, by, by whatever, before they've come to us. Yes, they've committed a crime. Yes, they will be, be sanctioned for that. But that's the sanction. Our job then is to give them that second chance, is to provide that hope, is to give them that platform to go and grow and develop. Um, we, we, we don't ignore the, the victims. Part of the work the kids would do would, would be around victim empathy and trying to figure out, Jesus, if I wasn't on drugs, I wouldn't have done that. And if you could get rid of drugs... You get rid of eighty percent of the offences because mm-hmm. they're all they're all connected. So I know that's a big and it is a loss of liberty effect. is the ultimate the loss punishment. of liberty. Like we we had an old baker from the Irish Examiner out last year in April or May, I suppose, and uh, you know he he spent a day with us and he did a very good article in in, in the Irish Examiner and the online version. He he spent a good amount of time with one young person in particular, and the online version the headline was. Uh, Town is, is, is a good place there are people here who give a shit about you yeah. and the paper version was Town is a good place there are people here who care about you yeah. so kids need to feel that every kid in the place needs to feel that to grow if you've, yeah. no, if you've no self-esteem if you, if you can't stand up but God it's, it's a shocking place to be so that, we have a responsibility to do that I'm not, I'm not diminishing any of the offences any of the offences that have committed and what we've seen over the last three to four years is an increase in higher tariff offences kids committing more serious offences than we've seen ever like like violent offences yeah like loss of, leading to loss of life yeah, yeah. and at one point you know we had six or seven young people there as a result of, of, of people losing their lives that 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 was unheard of in, in, yeah. in, in, in our industry yeah. they were much smaller much lower tariff offensive what do you think has contributed to that oh god we could be here for a while I, I, you know is it like is is the is the country becoming more violent? Are our children being exposed to more violence online? That's maybe our is you know because families the cost of living, both parents don't work in, and children don't have the so, so, so I think there's there's elements of all that contribute to it. You know, I was just going to start talking about my own upbringing and having people around and having support and having neighbours, and there was a phenomenon. You know, in, in, in Scotland, uh, maybe 20, 30 years ago, latchkey kids, kids living on their own because there was no parents present. Mm. And that's what we, we also know about lots of our kids is that they're absent parents through debt, through imprisonment, through otherwise. So that support network, that arm around the shoulder, that's someone to guide you, that's someone to bring you, is missing. They're exposed to so much through social media. 
there's so much pressure through social media, so much pressure through the internet. And I think the world is a much busier place, you know, and, and, and there's, there's a lot contributing to it, but I suppose typically the characteristics of our kids, uh, non-school attendance. School gives you rhythm, gives you routine, gives you a peer group. Um, and if we can, if we can manage that, that element a little bit better and be a little more forgiving, whether that's the right word or not, but a little more tolerant and see how important it is to keep kids in school. I know there's huge, huge measures being put in place by the Department of Education, but it's a really important feature of life. And then you extend that to the community, you extend it to the family. They're really important pillars to have in place as well. Belonging to something, be belonging to something and having something to fall back on. I played sport for a lot longer than I should have. Um, and I, I spoke a little bit about, about our tools, the club I was with, and a very good club. I came across some super people who, who helped me, who guided me. Um, and, I, it, you know, it will forever be in my, 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 my blood and my passion. And I, I stayed playing a lot longer because there were younger kids coming through. We, we moved from the north inner city out to a place called Clare Hall. So you have Clare Hall... Airfield and Darndale, those three neighbourhoods in, in, in our location. And, and all the kids were coming through. And as I got older, I used to give some of the youngsters lifts, lifts to matches and, and bring them home, wherever, you know. Um, and one of them asked me a question one day that I will never, ever, ever forget. He says to me, Dale, do you have a job? Because most kids, 18 or 19, that I would come across would say, What do you work at? There was no history of employment in his family. Mm. So, that family are at a, a, a loss straight away from a, a rhythm, a routine, self-esteem, purpose, mastery, all those things, a few pounds. And it struck me forever. And I, I told him, yeah, I do, this is what I do, blah, blah. And he was, he was kind of blown away. So yeah. I, I, I give him lifts every now and then to matches. And he, he's now working, now nice. has a child, is now, is now not in detention, is now doing really well. So all those little... They need, they need raw models, people that they yeah, can identify with and relate to that are doing positive things. But that's why a big reason why we started the podcast because there's men in yeah. prison like that too. Yeah. They don't know anybody that's yeah. walking out of, that was working. They don't, yeah. they don't know anybody that lives a life where yeah. they have a stable relationship and they're not using drugs. Yeah. But by giving people a platform here, we can kind of give them a little yeah. bit of a belief so, that it's there for them too. So that's why it's really important the work we do in Overstown yeah. Yeah. is to give that voice to young people, is to give that platform, create that platform, because if you don't, it just continues and it spoils our control yeah. and we become America or something yeah. where but, we have these super prisons. But you're also playing a massive role as well, Damien, yeah. because you're probably the first person in their life to treat them with respect yeah. and give them a bit of trust and a bit of love. Like, you know, if, you don't if, know. I, I could sit here for hours and, yeah. and describe some of the, the, the actions of some of the staff on the campus in relation to looking after young people. You know, like, there's kids come in there at night time, fresh from court, who've probably been in court all day, who've probably been picked up the night before. And what, what they get then is they get a cup of tea and a sandwich, they get looked after, they get a bit of warmth, they get a bit of care. And, and that, that impression lasts. So we, we, we have a huge responsibility to admit kids in their place really well because you have a, fo you have a forced chance to make a, a forced impression, one yeah. chance to make a forced impression. Right, staff go out of the way every day of the week to, 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 to work with these kids, to make positive impressions with them, to help them grow. And you need a bit of tolerance, you need a bit of patience, you need a bit of forgiveness, but you need to be able to walk in their shoes. You need to figure out, Jesus, if I was 14 and killed someone, what would it be like? 
but my head be well. Nah. Yeah. So a little bit of tolerance, a little bit of working with it is, is really important. Are all your staff uh, trauma-informed so in the centre? All, all staff who come onto the campus have, have, have to have a total of a qualification in... Uh, you work uh, for social care uh, or something it's, like that? It's social, care to, it, it's social care or an associate at the minute, but it's going to move to social care from November because there's a whole registration piece coming the in. The coral piece. Yeah. But there's a, there's, it's on our agenda in the coming years to become more trauma-informed mm. and trauma-responsive. We're rolling out a, a supervision training model with, with, with staff at the minute, which will provide for that level of reflection and that level of understanding, give people an opportunity to bring their best self back to work and actually understand what, what's going on and, and what causes this. Because if we can help the kids understand the causes of their issues, maybe we can disrupt that cycle, you know. Mm. But being in Norwich Town, it ruptures it anyway because you give yeah. them that rhythm, that routine. You give them school, you give them exercise, you give them food. Because I'm like, you know, because I'm from a sporting background, you know, the the the, the fitness thing is huge. We we've 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 boxing coaches in, we have triathlon coaches in, we have no job. To Redmond, that's yeah, yeah. we know him well. That's who no, he's Philly. Yeah. Philly has been there once yeah. or twice. So we have we've some heavy hitters yeah. who have a story, who have travelled a journey, who the kids are able to uh, relate to because. I'm a man, I'm a grey man in a suit, like, you know, I haven't been in detention. I've, I haven't experienced some of the hardships that, that the kids have had, but I, I, I've, I've some understanding. But others who do fully understand that journey, the kids relate to them and the kids respond. Do you think the likes of maybe courses around core beliefs and ACEs, adult child, adverse childhood experiences, um, do you think their minds will be able to attain that kind of information or do you think they're still too young at that age to be a, because myself and James we do courses yeah. uh, within different prisons yeah. and it's all in relation to relationships core yeah. beliefs yeah. Um, adverse childhood experiences and when the lads see these things and they understand like core beliefs where they're developed yeah. as a young child and adverse childhood experiences and how they have a massive contribution to, into why somebody yeah. becomes molded in a certain way and gets caught up in crime and violence and, yeah. and drug addiction and homelessness and all these different things. You see them standing back and it's like, wow, they're standing there and they're thinking about their own life. Yeah. Life goes on. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh. and then they're also thinking too that like they have impact. Yeah. They have kids as well, and, and, it, and it gives them maybe a little bit of a, a nudge. Yeah, geez, I need to watch. So you see, it, it's to do with the levels of maturity. Some yeah. of the kids that, that I've come across be well able to do that. Some of them, it's, it's way beyond. Yeah. And this is the point earlier on I was making about the maturity bit, that it, that it's later on that, that they'll get to that. What we typically see, mid to late 20s, does does a yeah. birth of a child, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, whatever it is, a significant moment in your in your life has an impact, and then you think, actually, wow, what's going on here? So that's when we get calls and letters from yeah. lads regularly. Have you got me doing set results? Have you got me leaving set results? Have you got this? Have you got that? And we can we can pull it back. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Together again, you know. Um, but there's, I mean, we discussed some of this on the way down in the car, you know, some kids are ready and some kids aren't. Mm. And if you force it yeah. on them, so you have to kind of tailor each plan. Yeah, exactly. so that's what I'm saying. We have an yeah. individual education plan yeah. and we have an individual placement plan. So, you know, our three plans would be completely different because yes. we're on completely different different pages or different uh, like, stages, yeah. Like, for me, it was my 30s yeah. before I actually had that kind of moment and you said it earlier as well. Yeah. Women get it a lot faster yeah. than men as well and yeah. I believe that's very yeah. true as well. But for me, in my case, I was in my early 30s before I actually got it. And started to say, whoa. But then it was it was later on when I was started doing a little bit of personal development here and there yeah. to grow on 12-step programs or whatever. And I came across ACEs and I came across core beliefs. Yeah. And I started to understand the connection to the mind and the emotions and how my emotions are all yeah. trapped in the body from experiences in my childhood yeah. and traumatic experiences that were in my addiction years. When I started to understand that, all the pieces and the yeah. jigsaw were starting to click and the picture started becoming more evident to me. Yeah. And I said, whoa, do you know what? I actually was never a bad person. Yeah, but, but I was yeah. never a bad person. <laughs> all these things yeah. contributed into why I behaved yeah. in different ways. Now, James said it will go, there's no justification for... We should have to take ownership for what There's no did. justification for what we've done. And you have to work through it. You yes. Do. And you have to, and you know, to responsibility. Get, yeah. get through that. And that's it. it. And the harm caused and the damage caused. Yeah. And that's part of the growth process as well. Because, you, you know, I think it was Ericsson, I could be wrong, but the stages, the life stages, development, you know. But by six or seven, you, you're nearly there, yeah. you know. Show me someone at seven and I'll show you an adult. Do you know when you were know yeah. talking about Ericsson there? Yeah. Because when I was learning about this and I was in early recovery, yeah. I'd say 2014, 10 years ago, I was yeah. doing a level five in psych- applied psychology yeah. and social studies. I came across Ericsson's stage yeah. of development, right? So I was looking and reading this. It was around uh, adolescence, you know, yeah. identity versus role confusion. You're kind of yeah. take on this identity as a kid. You're trying to find your place in the world. So when you have a parent in prison, you have your peers are taking drugs. A lot of people in the area going to prison. Yeah. Joyriders are looked up to. You feel like this is who I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And I just took on that identity. And yeah. I remember thinking to myself, when I was 27, yeah. still walking around wearing the same hoodies the same trainers going to the same off license doing the same thing I was 15 and I was 27 but I was still the same person yeah. it wasn't until I went to treatment centre and I had 6 months of therapy and then 12 months of aftercare that I actually became a man Yeah, and I kind of moved away from that do you know what I mean? And then into the different stage, yeah. then do you know. No, no, it's it, but but your, your early experiences have a huge impact, and 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 we've all experienced it at some level. But 
whatever network you have around you to support that, to help that is, is really important. And what we know is some of the kids don't have that network. Yeah, I was going to ask that and, question. And the, have you got kids from probably the care system that maybe don't have visits and they've nobody to go home to? And how, like, how do you manage that? And where do they go when they get out? You see, we are, I suppose we're very fortunate with, with, with all the stakeholders we have involved. We, we, I'd say we're probably 70 stakeholders involved and we, we, we reach out to them a good lot. We work with different organisations such as like Haley, Yap and Epic yeah. to, to, to form those relationships out in the community. Some of the kids will have probation, a uh, bit of probation to do when they leave so you, so you can manage that. But it's 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 in the community, it's in the family. There's, that, there's an area of growth there. There's an area of growth from our side, I do believe in relation to some type of outreach or aftercare pilot that we need to consider. In te- because we've built the relationships with the kids they come to this point then and they leave and, and our, our, our work is, is done then effectively because somebody else takes it over but I just I think we need to test that a little bit by, by uh, you know looking at a pilot programme that can say actually we will we will release people on, on permitted absence for, for a period of time if they've reached their goals and then have this aftercare piece in or this outreach piece in to give them that leg into the community to give them that support into the community so the challenge with some of the kids now that we're facing because they're leaving at 18 plus they're in an adult market. Mm. So if they don't have a family around them, accommodation becomes an issue. Mm. So that's where we have to tap into other, other stakeholders to try and get b- benefits around that to, yeah. to help us with that. We do have kids from the care system who sometimes will go back to the to the, to the care homes yeah. if they haven't burnt bridges or whatever. Um, and, but I suppose big emphasis on family involvement. Try to get the families involved in the placement plan and meeting in so far as possible. And the advent of COVID allowed us to move into a, a digital world. So online visits, digital mm. visits were, were a real benefit for some of the kids because they of it. went down really well in the prisons. Yeah, yeah. You don't have the video calls. Like so here's the iPad, yeah, 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 have the chat. People don't have to travel across the country. And where we are is it's it's remote, it's North County Dublin. There's not there's no direct bus route, you know. So it be if you were coming from Cork, say you'd be getting a bus to the airport and we'd be picking you up from the airport. And given some of the the challenges parents have with other kids, with work, with school, etc., it's it's sometimes it's a difficult place to get it. So, the video. The Tunaris podcast is proudly sponsored by Inline Eco, your trusted partner in asbestos removal and re-roofing services across Ireland. Your peace of mind and safety are our top priorities. For more information, visit inlineeco.ie. The video visits work well, but but not beats an in-person visit. No, it doesn't <laughs> like not beats an in-person visit. Like, you can't beat an in-person visit. And even when when I was in prison myself, the visits that you get, and when you get a screen visit, you're better off just saying, "Tell them go away," because you like you. There's nothing like seeing somebody sitting across and you feel them yeah. looking at the emotion Especially for a child. Do you know, to get embraced and, and like my kids were young, yeah. you know, and, and like, particularly my young lad, and it, it was very, very difficult. But there was a question that popped into my mind there, and um, say, for example, you have a young person come in, and they've committed a crime, and and I don't know how it works, but. The crime is 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 bad enough that they get a lengthy sentence, yeah. okay? And you know after two years when they're eighteen, they're going to remain in jail. And they're just after getting all the help and the education that's required to help them on their journey. And then they start developing a bit of a conscience and said, you know what? 
I was lost before, but I'm really, really trying to know I'm waiting this and waiting this and I have to get a bit of help. I have a little bit of an understanding around all these different things. How does that work? How so, so in the last maybe two to three years, we have, the numbers of kids moving on to prison has increased. Okay. Um, so we've developed, we've developed very good relationships with the Irish Prison Service in relation to transitioning kids from Town into prison. We, we deliver a solace transition program that runs across six weeks. We bring, we bring prison uh, ACOs, we bring, bring prison yeah. officers to our placement planning meetings. We introduce them to the kids, we introduce them to the families, and there's a full exchange of information into relation to this person's needs, this is where they are, this is how they are, this is what needs to get, get looked after. Mm. And through that process, we've been able to look after some of the kids that have gone into prison because some of the kids that have trans transitioned have been vulnerable, have been high profile, and, and, and will need a little bit of minding in the prison. So it's it's a very good relationship we have with the Irish Prison Service yeah. in relation to managing that transition because it's a it, it is a feature of life with with, with kids yeah. getting longer. It's a cultural shock as well, like it's completely ah, different yeah, than so, environment, you know. And, and that's part and parcel of, of, of trying to bring the 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 prison officer. I don't know what rank they are. I'm getting the ranks wrong, but you, you but they'll come to the meeting. They'll introduce themselves. They'll they'll give the kids a rundown of what prison might be like and how how we can soften the blow and how we can help that. And and it's worked. It's worked really well. Some some of our kids want to go to prison. Uh, they want because they aspire. Cause, yeah, cause that's all they know. Because it, from the neighbours, it's, it's a cultural. It's from. a cultural piece. It's a generational piece. Whatever. But they're very few and far mm -hmm. between. I I like the Children's Act two thousand and one is a very strong act. I I even I significant authority under that act as the mm -hmm. director. I can allow a young person stay in Town until eighteen and a half. Subject to them staying in education and training, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's fantastic. It's not a decision that's made lightly yeah. because it comes out of a placement plan and meeting. There's a yeah. recommendation. It goes to a deputy. It comes to me, and if everything matches up, if the kids hitting their milestones, I'd say grand. We 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 leave him stay till he's eighteen and a half. There's there's one young lad up there at the minute who, at eighteen and a half, he might have four weeks left to do. And I've said to I've said to the lads, he's not to go to prison. Yeah. Yeah. You find no, a way don't, sure don't. to to. to to not let him yeah. go to prison. So we, we'll work hard on that and we'll, 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 he'll have a wraparound plan when he's leaving. Who's the ultimate authority on that then? Is it, would you have to go to the minister or because like, you're going from the, yeah. the youth? We, we'll, we'll, manage, we, we'll manage it. We'll, like. we'll, we'll manage it with, with, with the prison service. Yeah. We'll, see, we'll see what's possible. We'll see what's possible from our end and there'll be fairly robust planning around this. Um, his offences aren't huge, they're not high tariff offences. Sure, the IPS would be happy if you were to keep an extra mode of visa. Uh, look, and the IPS is 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 really challenged at the minute in yeah. terms of the numbers yeah, gone in there. And, the last, and yeah. like you know, how many need to be in there? It's 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 a it's a, it's a philosophical question and ethical no, question. You're right, much saying because What's, we were in like do you know Paul Amani's report was in the early nineties, not much yeah. research done on the demographics of people in prison. Yeah. Well, he did a report in Mount Joy was made up of young fellas from six small areas, not yeah. electoral districts, no little estates. Yeah. When I went into prison the first time, and I didn't really have the awareness now, but looking back after studying criminology, stuff like that, and the landing that me and Timmy would have been mm -hmm. on, they would have been full of fellas from a, a kilometre radius from where we yeah. grew up. The other land was full mm -hmm. of travellers, full of fellas from Ballybeg and what, they were the poorest Romanians, Nigerians. Yeah. Is the demographics in Town the same or is it more diverse with so, middle so class or rural or? I, I'd say the majority of them come from the same social demographic background. Yeah. We, there's a couple of outliers. There'll always be a couple of outliers. Yeah. Um, but 
no different to any other place detention travellers are overrepresented in, yeah. in, in Overstown I think in around 30% of our, of our, of our kids are travellers and we, we've, we're just developing a, a partnership with the Traveller Justice Initiative that, that's going to take place in the, in the coming weeks and months that we'll have we'll, we'll have somebody um, available on site to, to work specifically around around uh, traveller workshops etc etc yeah. et et so to meet their specific yeah. set of needs um yeah, so would you have any? Would you ever con- consider? And they, they have it up in Castle something again in equine centres, you know, something like for that would represent yeah. the traveller kids culture yeah. if to make up a big yeah. population, you know. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Like actually. if you had, I know, I know they, tr- they probably yeah. wouldn't come cheap, but it's uh, it's, in, it's just something <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, but no. it's a, it is. It, there's equine therapy yeah. as well. You yeah. see. Yeah. So we we and we, for kids. I mean the, the 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 animal thing we haven't we we haven't really gone into it because it it brings a whole other different set of needs I suppose yeah. what, what we're developing now is our whole horticulture yeah. piece yeah, yeah, yeah. so working with clay that that's therapeutic yeah. in itself yeah. seeing things grow and ultimately hopefully getting a, a farm to fork experience that the food that we produce will, will feed the kitchen that, that feeds the campus so that's yeah. that's the avenue we've yeah. gone I, I, don't know, I don't know about the horses it'd be, be, be very tough to, to, to get it in there to maintain Just it the whole staff and, and everything yeah there's a, there's a whole piece of work around that but the, the, you know we're always looking at, at different initiatives, new things we can get going. What mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we want to prepare the kids for for life after Town by by helping them with the behaviour that's caused them to get there, by giving them the skills that they need to be it safe, pass manual handling, whatever it is, to mm-hmm. to get in to get employment when they leave, uh, and that that that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, we we we're not as Ethnic, ethnically diverse, I'd say, as the prisons. We haven't seen that yet, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, the, the, we, we've summed the numbers to be, be, be fairly low throughout the years, but it's not as a, it's not as, as not as diverse as, as the prison population. It's it's mainly uh, Irish, white travelers, white Irish from from similar backgrounds. Like. You know, because you have um, your staff, they, they work a lot with the kids and yeah. stuff like that. They build solid relationships yeah. and. I'm sure, like your staff, when they see some of the kids, their hearts absolutely go out to them yeah. because they're looking at where their backgrounds and where they're coming from. So how, so, so you know, when a child goes out, you know, and you know that they're going into a really difficult environment again, how do you deal with that? Like, do you have to step in and say, like, listen, um, I don't think this is right. This child is going back into that environment there because you have to. You're their social worker as well. Would it be like a case conference with your so, so, so social worker? So that's the placement plan. Okay. okay, meeting I'm talking about that. We'd have regular meetings, maybe every six to eight weeks, with everybody who's involved. You'd have guard case managers. You could have probation. You could have social workers. You could have the MDT. You could have a psychologist. You could have, you could have anybody who's involved with the kids and the family. So our job is to get the plan right for when they go home. We would, we'd. we'd they have to leave us when the, the time yeah. is up, but we'd never knowingly send someone into a into a violent into a place, you know, mm-hmm. you, 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 because you're working on their exit as soon as they come in. That you're trying to put everything in place to make sure those wraparound services in place for when they leave. Yeah. And part and parcel, we I, 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 we'd love to explore this outreach pieces because the longer you can prevent someone from going back into detention the greater the opportunity to have of keeping them out of tension. So if, those, if that support package is, is, is right and it's in place when they leave, well, then they, they have half an opportunity, you know. Um, yeah. the, the, the big challenge is kids going back to families, kids going back to communities. 
if 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 the work is not done with the family, if the work is not done with the community, well then that 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 presents a challenge. So that's an area of development is the whole family piece, and and we're bringing the families more and more into it. I mean, in, in terms of participation, in terms of what works, in terms of getting their feedback mm. from how they feel things have been. So that's really important because mm. that, that describes the next, next yeah. leg of our development. And sometimes the families mightn't have that awareness themselves that there's something going wrong inside the house. No, no, it can be. Do you know, they might because they're come, it's the intergenerational yeah. thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it can so be very hard because if you're out of the house for nine months and you're going back, there, there, could, be a new, there could be a new partner, yeah. there could be a new child. There could be you could be in a new house. There could be all those different elements. There could be more addictions in the yeah. house. And you know, they could be getting on grand. That all yeah. the madness has gone over the house, and then exactly. you come back in yeah. and be like, you know, you know, we we've kids who, who say, you know, if I wasn't here, I'd be dead. We've parents saying, oh, thanks very much. I'm getting a career. This is great. Yeah. So all 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 that's really important as well at a very 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 fundamental level that you're able to allow people breed. You're allow, able to allow a kid feel safe, yeah, yeah. not under threat, because then you can start to work with them. Because if, if they're carrying that around forever, they're looking over their shoulder mm. all the time, there's, there's no amount of work is going to stick. So mm. the, the work that goes on with the care staff, the teachers, the new staff, that, that sticks over time, you know. It's, you're sowing seeds every day and yeah. you're looking to affect change, you know. Um, Do you have any talented musicians up there? So we, we, we yeah. so music would be big music, and we're, we're, we're looking at some of something from a drama perspective as well. So mm. the kids do lots of fundraising for different uh, charities and stuff. And one of the companies they work with, companies, it'd be Pieta House, you know, yeah. in, in terms of, uh, uh, and they have regular fundraising events for them. And so the, the karaoke machine comes out then, and you can't get <laughs> you can't get them off the stage. <laughs> Did you join yourself with that? No, it's not not in a long time. Not in a long time. <laughs> get out the guitar. Once upon a time, but uh, I'd say there's I, a bit of a Luke Kelly. I, was, uh, I retired. I retired <laughs> because you know years and years ago we used to have a Christmas event. We used to call it the X Factor, or whatever. Yeah. And the kids and the staff all performed, and it was you know to be a Christmas thing. It was it was a huge event, and we're moving back towards something like that with, with the kids with these these little mini and micro events that are going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a couple of lads into rap. Yeah. There's a couple of lads into the digital music. So it's a big it's a big angle. So anything that hooks them, our job was to find the hook mm-hmm. yeah. because if we're interested in it, if we know what you're interested in, well, well let's build it. Let's see what's possible. Do some work with. Um, the, the books, the words, the Roddy Doyle thing. Anyway, creative writing. Creative writing. Yeah. Do, do some work with those guys as well. Um, we have a we've we've a couple of drama teachers around the place, or you know, a couple of couple of artists. So it's all those different elements that they've never been exposed to before. That actually, hang on a second. The Emma Art Exhibition said, look, there's a couple of talented artists here. The the Bloom Garden thing said, there's a couple of talented gardeners here. So it's building their profile. Yeah. It's changing the narrative around. Actually. These kids have something. You said something earlier on. Mm. There's no bad people, no. you know. This, these, these kids haven't got a break. Yeah. The supports haven't been there for them. And it's yeah. our job to do that. So with it. we're talking about talents here, yeah. like, and something popped into my head. We all know, like, travellers love boxing. Yeah. I can, I'd say you have some fantastic boxers up there because <laughs> I, 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 even where we come from, gems, like, we some of the most, we see some yeah. of the most talented kids who are travellers in the boxing and when they get to a certain age, then it's kind of, it's left behind because yeah. they move into different things and, and whatever else, you know. So 
and soccer. Yeah. Like I, I, how many, how many guys did we we meet through the years oh, that went, some of went the across the water yeah, and got hot up and drink and drugs? Yeah. was in Cork Prison. But but it's it, and it's cyclical, you see. Yeah. This 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 year might be soccer. Next year might be watching the river, whatever. Years and years ago, when I had black hair, um, yeah. <laughs> I used to spar with a fella in in in, in Trinity House. He was a he was an All Ireland champion uh, from Galway. And he used to have to say to him, go easy now, because <laughs> I couldn't see the punches coming. And yeah. he, he stayed at it for, for a long time and did yeah. really well. We, we've boxing, we're moving to, we, we've boxing one night a week, I think it's moving to two nights a week in, in, in the coming weeks. Nice and we, we have a very we've a very good trainer on site who does yeah. a lot of work with the lads, who's, who's travelled his own journey as well. So it's it's trying to hook them. And, you know, we, we Oberstown in its growth and its development has travelled a journey. The first few years were very tough because we were amalgamating our services. So trying to bring something like boxing into the campus was was was, was a challenge, you know. Um, but it, the rules are very strict. Mm. And if you break rule two or rule nine, whatever it is, you're banned from the boxing club. Yeah. That's it, because it's a discipline. Mm. That's what it's about. It's how to hold yourself, how to manage yourself, how to mind yourself, all those elements. Yeah. One of the greatest sportsmen I ever met came from a place called Newcastle West. He could turn his hand to anything. Mm. He could hurl, he could play football, he could play soccer, he could play table tennis, Somebody could play like basketball, that, yeah. could do anything. But 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 as as a fifteen and sixteen year old, he was absolutely wired. Yeah. You know, and he you know, he's 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 half settled now, you know. He's mm-hmm. he's done a little bit of time in prison, but he's he's kind of doing okay now. But so you've met talented guys that they're out there, you know, and it's yeah, the yeah. it's to hook them. So going back into the education, okay. Yeah. Um a lot of a lot do you want more water no go on yeah, just go on. grab the water real from please lads um, so go back into the education a lot of these kids probably left school at a young age okay because of maybe for reasons that they weren't able to get an education because they might have something going on for them like a learning difference like dyslexia dyspraxia whatever it may be and then ADHD and other stuff do you get the kids up there uh, yeah. diagnose, do you yeah. get do you get them assessed for all these different things because I know for a fact when a child gets that diagnosis it helps massively yeah. not just on an academic level where they, they, they but on a personal level yeah. as well it explains that they're actually not stupid yes. so is that something so that's that part you get? of the whole process is and, it? and what, are, what, are, what are our, our trends that tell us that yeah lots of them have, have, have learning disabilities some of them have physical disabilities some of them are way, way behind in, in education because there's been a gap because they haven't gone. So we're able to address that through the individual education plan, through the individual placing mm-hmm. plan. We're trying to, we, we, and you know, sometimes the penny will drop for a fella, and and there's a different way of learning things. And I suppose that's, I suppose that that's the skill set of some of the some of the teachers and, and and some of the care staff that work up there that they find different ways of 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 getting there with the kids. Mm. You know, in you could be learning maths and music. You could be learning English in woodwork. You could be learning woodwork in English. So it's cross curricular. You're trying to bring everything in to try and target it. So, yeah. so someone doesn't feel vulnerable. So someone doesn't feel, actually, I don't know the answer to this. Yeah. We'll help them get there. And I suppose that's that's the real skill that, that some of the staff possess up there. And it's intensive work. You have to put time, effort, and energy into it. Um, yeah, so it's... It, yeah. It, it, What's the capacity of it and how... Like how many spaces have you got left? Or I, I always full. So we we forty six spaces. We've, we've forty lads beds and six six girls beds. And over, over the last couple of months, we've been operating at about forty. Yeah, um, twenty nine, nineteen, twenty, twenty one, twenty two. It probably wouldn't have been mid thirties. Um, I don't know what's behind a little bit of the the the, the upward surge, you know. 
Um, maybe backlog of court maybe cases. Whether it's a post-COVID piece, yeah. what we're not sure, but no different anyway. When you're operating at capacity, it puts an added, an added strain, an added pressure. Or for error, like if you have an influx, like yeah, and what's going on around the place. So we, we, we've, I suppose, we've very good relationships with the courts and trying to keep an eye out on, on, on high tariff offences that might be coming away because. If God forbid, if if there was if there was if, if, if there was a, a very significant event this evening, we, we'd have to find a bed. We'd have to provide a bed for someone. So that would require a bit of work at our end to see how that works because we, we don't we, we don't want to be ejecting lads before they've yeah. they fully yeah. got there. We don't want to create that uh, revolving mm-hmm. door piece. But do you do like a temporary release, a TR, like they would in the prison if yeah, you're so, trying to free up space? So we, within the legislation, there are a number of. Uh, number of sections that would allow for different permitted absences and that that's you know that's what we would do if there was a guy who was doing really well he, would, he was hitting the mark everything was set up maybe at four to six weeks to go he was saying grand we leave you out under supervision and we manage that so you create some space like the that supervision goes to the probation sometimes or sometimes it'll be done with us oh, if, so you look after them and the we, we could do yeah. as well yeah oh, so that's we, we need to do a little bit more work on that to develop that a little more, a little more robustly, I suppose. But during COVID, we made very good use of permitted absences because yeah. we kid kids, kids operating at a high level, and in terms of all the contingency plans around managing COVID outbreaks, if or you know, we we had to look at that. So, and and it worked very very well throughout that period. So so kids who go on permitted absence tend to do well um, because they're coming towards the end of their, the detention order. Everything's been set up for them. And if if they're if they're still engaged, if they're still engaged with whoever's looking after them, well, well then they're good to go to call. Yeah. We'd have to go up there at some stage to a podcast. Yeah. Not what the kids yeah. know. No, it, you'd know. be more than well with your staff, mate. Yeah, because I, I, I'm talking away here, you know, and yeah. we could record a live one and yeah. have them in the audience. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that would be that would be amazing. I mean, I'm yeah. like I spoke to someone today and I said I live in a world of possibilities. Yeah. You know, we, so we, we'll we'll explore those options and see what's possible because I'm talking here now and you, you don't fully have the context of it. It's it's in a rural location, mm. North County Dublin, bright, colourful buildings. Yeah, yes, there's yeah. walls and fences. They're 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 necessary because it's a, it's a secure place. But I suppose one of the the key lines in in in, in the Hickwood reports. And, and people who visit the place, they talk about the warm relationships they feel across the place, the warmth in the place, the genuineness that, that people are there for the kids. If you went, if you were there and you went there for the kids, you wouldn't be there a long time <laughs> because you, you have to invest in them. Well, you, you know, I talk about Lou Reed, you know, you reap what you sow. Yeah. If you put time, effort and energy into kids, they'll grow. Yeah. And if, if you don't, well, then... What are you at? You know, yeah. you really need to consider what you're doing in the yeah, place. Maybe, maybe we'll go up yeah. there and we'll uh, document yeah. it well, and show people. Do you know, yeah, be, like? de- be delighted to have you up there at some stage. Yeah, yeah. thanks for yeah. talking to yeah. you. Yeah. Do you know what? Um, there was a lot of information covered there, yeah. wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. It was very educational yeah. and informative. I'm sure. I'm sure, like mainstream society, I've probably never heard somebody talk of of what no, facilities like for somebody see, that's and, young. And I don't think they have. And you know, the, the garden and bloom at the weekend. So. This was a huge punt we took, at getting young people involved with a gardener, the design, getting the concept, getting the process, and developing. The garden. If you if there's stuff there in the garden, match we'll have a look at it in a minute. We'll just show mm. you. But maybe hundred twenty thousand people went through Bloom mm. at the weekend, Jeez. and and if 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 a hundred thousand of them passed our garden, they were met by our staff mm. who told them what we do, who told them what the garden about, and the general response by. 99% of the people was wow 
Never, I didn't have a clue. Yeah. Didn't have, never knew, never knew. We don't wear uniforms. Yeah. We're not sore, Mr. Miss. I'm Damien, yeah. the gaffer. Whatever they, whatever they want to call me, yeah. a, a different Depends place. on the mood during yeah. that day. <laughs> but the, the la- I, look, I do a lap of the pitch as, as often as I can, get to meet as many kids as I can on a regular basis because it, it, it's important that I know them, I know where they're at and, and, and see how their development is going. And that, that, it's, that, it's, that, it's that personal touch that every member of staff brings with them to the place. Yeah. That, that, that's really important. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what gets, gets us through the difficult times. Because the kids come back, you know, yeah. the kids are, they feel safe to have a go at us sometimes. Because we're not gonna, we're not gonna hurt them, yeah. we're not gonna harm them, but they will come back to us because you have that conversation, you yeah. create that space. When they do well later in life, like myself and Timmy yeah. and all the people we interview, yeah. you remember the people that was good to yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Our teachers, prison officers, youth workers. You know, when you get older and you think fondly, and then when you bump into them, it's a lovely kind wow. of moment. Do you know what I mean? It's, and you just, it just takes one. Yeah. It's like, it's like Shani, Damien. <laughs> Like, followed up by an insult because I was anxious <laughs> and he was anxious you know like what's, what's this going to be like you know yeah. and, so, and yeah. I'm thinking wow he's over in Thailand now lapping up the sun yeah, yeah. He's, done, he's done very well he is fair play yeah. we were up in Dublin with him a few weeks ago there and yeah. in fairness he showed us around the place and yeah. he, he he has a lot of good stuff going on for him which is great oh, no, so we, fair we, play we, we're going to get him back as well you know yeah. because his story to the kids someone who was there who went through an awful lot it was come back and it's now out the other side. Like, yeah, your story. That's gold. Yeah, that's gold. It's These hard. kids need to know. There's yeah. a way out. Well, we'll come up. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Thanks for the time, Damien. Yeah. No bother. Thanks so Thank much. Thanks everybody for watching and listening. And we see you all soon. Slán. Good luck. The Tunaris podcast is proudly sponsored by Inline Eco, your trusted partner in asbestos removal and re-roofing services across Ireland. Your peace of mind and safety are our top priorities. For more information, visit inlineeco.ie. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.